טוב ומבורך. The halacha today is about listening and believing לשונרה. And here there's very important details to remember uh, because in many situations you go to different functions and gatherings, family gatherings, and you have to know maybe you're not allowed to go to certain family gatherings. That's going to be the question at hand over here. So Rabbeinu Yonah, one of the great Rishonim, Rabbeinu Yonah, learns from the Pasuk Lotisa Hashem Hashem Lashav. It's learned in many different ways. But one of them is don't carry false information. It means you're not allowed to listen to Lashonara. And even though Lashonara, we said, is even said by truthful things, but you're judging someone, and you're judging somebody unfairly. So that goes under that prohibition. Now, obviously, if there is a to'elet involved, that's where it gets a little bit sensitive. Then the Havitz Chaim writes a dispension that if there is a benefit involved, why, then you're allowed. And this is where it gets a little bit unclear. The Havitz Chaim has a very famous rule in the Mekor Ma'in Chaim, Vav uh, Yud that you're allowed to be choshesh, you're allowed to be concerned about it, but you're not allowed to act about it. The Chazonish apparently said on these words of the of of the Chavetz Chaim that this is lumdut, this is this is lumdus, this is a very interesting uh, 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 academic type of distinction, but it can't have any practical application. What does that mean? You're allowed to believe it and not act. How can you believe something and not act upon it? Some explain the way that the Chafetz Chaim means is that you're allowed, you're allowed to, for yourself, protect yourself, but you're not allowed to tell it to others to help, uh, uh, you know, to, 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 to harm the person. Uh, this happens a lot of times when, the, when somebody comes to you and tells you this person is, uh, is, is, is a fraud, and he comes and he's collecting tzedakah. So are you allowed to give him tzedakah? You're acting upon it on one hand. So... Here, there would be a difference, and Rav Hutner actually has a letter to explain this in Igeret Viktavim Siman Nun Tet, that if it's something that, that it's tzedakah, you, you'd be obligated to give it, because you're obligated to give tzedakah to anyone. But if it means like hiring him for a position, that means to be choshesh and to be careful, because that could have an effect that is, is more, uh, a more a communal effect, and that's more, uh, and, and that's more stringent. That's, that's the number one point. Number two point is is uh, is when you're among other people that are speaking lashonara. Obviously, the best thing is rebuke, but we know nowadays that rebuke doesn't go over so well. So a person really has to know the art properly of rebuke in order to be able to say something. Otherwise, if he knows that his words are just going to make more damage than good, he'd be effectively exempt from this mitzvah because uh, he's not doing it; he's just making it worse. Now, the Chavetz Chaim does discuss what happens if a person is in a scenario that people are speaking Lashonara. So the first thing he says is that you should make sure you don't believe anything you hear. In your mind, you should make your mind up firmly. Number two, you should not be happy that you're listening to the conversation because then it's considered unintentional if it's listened to. It's called, it's called that, that, let's say you're walking by a place that smells like Avodah Zarah. You're not allowed to benefit from the smell of Avodah Zarah. Right? When I would drive by Angel Bakery during Pesach time and smell their bread, well, if I guess they didn't have bread anymore, but if I would, I'd have to like think about not having benefit from it. And number three is that you should not, because you're not allowed to benefit from Chametz on Pesach. And number three, you're not allowed to show any facial expression that you are happy with. Right? So 
here you have a uh, you have if you follow these three scenarios, you'd be okay. Indeed, Rabbi Berkowitz at the end of the sefer uh, of uh, uh, called "What Can I Say?" is uh, says that if somebody is at a family event that he knows they're going to speak Lashonana, he should be well prepared to steer the conversation and to try to control the conversation that it doesn't go in that type of way. The only dispension that there is in order to lis- listen to Lashonara is what's written by the words of Hachamim, by David HaMelech, that when he fled his own palace and, and, uh, and Avshalom, his son, made a rebellion against him, people told him, Mephibosheth was accomplice to Avshalom. So David HaMelech, when he was reinstated king after Avshalom was killed, he, he made sure that Mephibosheth, you know, he, he said, you were part of the rebellion. Now, why did he believe such thing and act upon it and not put him as part of his kingdom? So it's written over there because there was Dvarim Karim. There was noticeable things that Mephibosheth was part of the rebellion, namely because his clothing were all tattered and they knew that he was part of the rebellion. From here you see that if you have very strong reason to believe from other outside sources that it's true, then you're allowed to believe the Lashonara. And the second distinction is that if it's something that's going to get known. Uh, a third extent, uh, uh, for example, let's say, guys, hey, this guy's overcharging in price. Well, it's going to get known soon, so it could be you'd be allowed to believe it. Number three is that let's say you hear it from somebody who's Ne'eman Kebetre. This is based on the Gemara in Masechet Psachim Dav Kuf Yud Bet. If a person is extremely honest and reliable, like two witnesses, you could believe him. Chavetz Chaim puts a lot of um, limitations to this, but it's known that Ramosh Feinstein or Achaim Cherekeres Yimanun Gimel. <coughs> I'm sorry, was of the opinion that if you know somebody very, very well and you know that absolutely they're the type, that they're so honest from experience, that this is them, that they're not lying, it could be there's a dispension that they're considered like two witnesses. That's a little bit more of a, of a, of a radical approach that you have to know when to apply it, but there is such an opinion. Chazaku <laughs> Baruch.